All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. There ain't no rules. There is no plan. No safety net. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the Three Nose Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. Hello, and welcome to the Three Nose Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. And I'm Thirsty. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and it said we've uh, we've already started the show off hot before we even turn the microphones on. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We're getting into a nice conversation. You got to remind me what it was. It was about you not knowing jujitsu. Not me not knowing jujitsu. Yes. Oh, the, the what I at least what I feel is kind of the uh, the trend in wrestling. Yes. Like like uh, and why why wrestling certain parts of wrestling are more popular now. Yes. Um, and what brought it to mind is you just had the WWE Network on. Yes. And they were showing Timeline. Timeline. And it's the uh, Rick, famous Ric Rick Flair. Macho Man. Yeah. That, the uh, whole Elizabeth was mine first. Yep. That love triangle soap opera. And that that's exactly it. It was a <clears throat> like a comic book style freaking soap opera. Yeah. With this weird violence. Yes. And we ate that shit up. We certainly did. And as I said it made a bunch of people very, very rich. And but like, like it had kids, myself included, yeah. jumping and hooting and hollering and laughing and crying. Right. Because that was still at the time of kayfabe. And yeah. you believe the story that you were being told. Yes. It's the same. It's the same feeling you get when you watch the Avengers. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk in a in a body uh, suit, right? That's the key to a good comic book movie for me. Right. That's the key is if they make me forget it's an actor and they make me believe they are that person. Right. They are that character. So Vince McMahon kind of let the genie out of the bottle himself during yes. that one trial. Okay. The steroid trial. That is what kind of <clears throat> broke broke open the curtain, isn't it? Right. And then, like, the cracks were appearing, but there was enough people that, like, like they wanted to. The internet definitely was going to be, was was definitely going to destroy it. Like, the, the it, and maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's, well, that's definitely what was the final blow. But the internet, the birth of the internet. Now, you know, secrets were getting out kind of thing, or the information was getting out faster. That's basically what would have killed Kayfabe. You know, the you start hearing the stories, and then those stories get spread a lot faster. Yes. Yes. You just jumped all over my, uh, I had. I'm sorry. Keep going. It's the cherry bomb. Um, Don't care what it is. <laughs> I, I know. I'm a jerk. Keep going. I lost it. Where are we at? Um, the, 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 kayfabe. And yes, the internet. The, 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 de- the, the death of kayfabe and what we loved about wrestling then. Mm-hmm. So now, like your relationship with wrestling, you're not really much of a fan right, of the current state of wrestling. No. Because it's become an ironic joke. The guys in the business treat it as an ironic joke. Your beloved Bucks and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Have, no, uh, I, I see that. I see that fully. I, I and yes, I, I admit that I'm a fan like of some of it. 
of some of it. I it's uh I think s- there's a large portion of it that just started to wear on me, started to be just like the other stuff and get repetitive and just yeah, they they lost me. It's only recently they've started mixing up things and I'm starting to see more of the styles that I like, the strong style and whatnot. And you want to know why that is? Why? Because you're getting a lot of WWE cast-offs. Mm-hmm. That changed AEW dramatically. Yes. Because the first class of AEW is now running out of their contracts and they're not going to be asked to come back. Yeah. We've already seen one or two, one or two out, so... Right. Yeah, it's starting to happen. Right. So AEW started out as a, uh, a warehouse for the super indie wrestlers. Yep. Then they could be ironic. Now it's starting to fill up with professionals that came from a professional system mm-hmm. instead of the super indie geek that has been polluting the uh, wrestling ring with their ironic wrestling. Yeah. And by ironic wrestling, would you say, would you classify Flippy Doo in that? No, everything everything has a spot and a reason if it is done in a reasonable way at the right spot in time. Okay. When it's done for just being able to do its sake, it doesn't work. Lucha has been around forever. Everybody knows what Lucha Libre. Okay. That's that style. Okay. Now- being in the North American side, we're getting you're allowed you you can pull from different things, mm-hmm. but when you allow one style to dominate, you you change everything dramatically. Mm-hmm. You we've gone from decades of being taught what wrestling is through the WWE style. Guys don't like the WWE style, so you get AEW, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. all those other things. Oh, pin. <laughs> Hold on. No, go ahead. Ring of Honor. Go, I, something go happened like a, an hour ago that really made me sad. What? I was flipping through my, the channels on my tech savvy TV. Yes. And I never go cheap up plug to the there. By the way, uh, I would never go. I never go up to the network channels. You I, should. I never do. You should because Ring of Honor is on one of the uh, Boston networks. E- Rochester, New York. Yeah, I told you about that months ago. I totally missed it. Mm, I know. Totally fucking missed it. And I see it today. I see Ethan Carter the third, the first time I've ever seen the man against somebody named Eli Isom. Sure. Um, and it was today, like it was this weekend, final battle weekend. Mm-hmm. At the the arena was empty. Like it was weird and it made me mad that how did I freaking miss this? (laughs) Yeah. You had other things on your mind. Obviously. Lots of weed. It's been a problem. I, I, I'm really seeing that. Yet here I am. I didn't say a word. Eh. Did I? No. Nope. 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 So keep going. Okay. Back to where we were. Wrestling. Um, Strong style. That's where I was going with the okay. strong style thing. Okay. Um, seeing how the uh, like popular MMA, no, started to started to come in, and so you're getting real fighting, real combat. Mm. <clears throat> oh, you mean 
on a regular basis on like pay per view. Yes, 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 yes. You're, yeah, even on you're actually, even on television. Yes, you are seeing actual fights. Right. Yeah. So now we're seeing the like in my in my mind, Strong Style is making a big a big up a big push. It's starting to become more of a trend because it's traditional wrestling. I don't, wherever it came from, I love it. <laughs> that's, that's what's drawing me because as I said, before we rolled, I get the, I get more action of the combat. It feels real yeah. without getting the stuff that I don't get entertained by with MMA where, when they're just rolling around the, the finer points of jujitsu, which is where we came to just as we turned the mics on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never actually experienced any of that. So yes, my perspective is. There's only one way to find out. I know. <laughs> Definitely not right now. I got too many other health issues going on. I well, don't know. Nobody's going to break your fucking arm. You just get out on the mat and you. I feel like I'm very fragile right now. No. See, if you get out there. <laughs> Me and Carney, you just you just, just enjoy hurting me. Hold, you st- if I, okay? If whenever I, if I bring I, up the flare chop, you you get this smile. It just do you know why? Across your face because it just you, you go. Oh, it hurts so much, and I'm just like, it's just a fucking chop. My chest is getting warm again now. It's just a little chop. My chest is getting now, warm again. I say, <laughs> me and Carney. No enough jujitsu guys. We can take you onto the mat and we can wrestle for a little bit and you'll get an understanding of the finer points of jujitsu and grappling and catch wrestling. I'll consider it, but that prospect okay, terrifies me. I'm assuming it's died on the vine no, as soon as it no, came out of my no, mouth. No. So no. this is one that'll 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 be sticking. This one will be a bit. I'll be. I'll be chewing on for a bit. I'm just saying, if if you don't understand something, you can't poo poo it unless you decide to try and get more information about it, educate yourself about it. That's where I I generally don't critique anything like that. It just I don't find it entertaining. You're a movie critic, right? But I don't critique that. I don't critique. I don't critique real things if I don't have the experience. You I, think movies are real, in a sense. In a sense, yeah. They, like not real physical. They're they're real because they are. You believe have Silent been Bob is a real person, and Jay is a real person. Uh, yes, because I do believe in multiverse theory. So yes. <laughs> Okay, and then in the multiverse, you're a jujitsu black belt. You're right. So you're right, but my this incarnation is not, <laughs> and I don't have the shared experiences feet to to get that from the other dimensions. And then that's why you approach people that have those experiences to learn from them. And I'm, I went I'm, through that phase years ago. I'm not going to ragdoll you. Carney's not going I, to I, ragdoll I you. Know this? I you know just this. said. That I would go out dude, and hurt you on here, purpose. Listen, no, no, absolutely not, dude. Honestly, I trust you with my life. I do. I do. And it's not you. It's not, Don't I don't trust my driving, or, or you know that, that analogy of the, you don't, don't trust your driving tr- don't, or don't trust the other drivers, you know? Yeah, don't look out for all the other assholes out there. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Totally getting lost in the analogy, um, <laughs> but it's the opposite of that. Anyways, it's, I don't trust my body. 
because I have certain conditions that I have let go undiagnosed yeah. or didn't do any further follow-up with, and now and, and they're starting to get worse, and it's becoming serious problems. Oh, that's so Pump the brakes and start jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, just you don't need to be in shape to start jujitsu. Jujitsu gets you. In I'm going to take two steps onto the mat and twist a hip or something. Like, no, that well, f- there's enough people out there on the mats that will do that for you. <laughs> no, don't I d- don't let your fear dictate what you do <laughs> in this life. There you go. Now you hit me with like a movie quote or something. I, that's from. That's definitely from something. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't it's know. From something. I don't, know it's from something. It, it's it's uh, it's a universal truth. I I can hear it for some sort of like underdog football. Maybe the high school state championship. Sure. Maybe um, they're the underdogs. They have no chance of beating the number one team. Or or. I have a lot of real world experience when it comes to the fight game and I understand the fear that people feel when they are walking into a situation they have no idea about. The fear is real. I understand it, but you can't let the fear dictate your entire life. Yeah. So, and here I am now thinking where one time when I got through fear. Right. Right. My first time when I went on the stage, like, right. uh, like again, <laughs> the fear is just a reaction. I, uh, when I, when we had shows, yeah. I would uh, always have a tradition, um, about 15, 20 minutes before curtain, mm-hmm. I'd go and I'd just sit on the stage. Oh, you want to talk to an athlete about <laughs> superstitions? Okay. Well, I, I've never okay. Heard, I've never heard any of your. You want to hear some of my superstitions? I, I yes, absolutely. When I played football in high school, I was I played five years, two junior, three senior. All right. I I had a very specific spot in the locker room that I would change, and throughout my entire career. I sat beside two guys. Anybody else that tried to encroach on that corner was kicked out very fast. There was only three people other than me that I would let touch my shoulder pads. Mm. There was Farmer, James, and Chuck. Those are the only three other people other than me that I would allow to touch my shoulder pads. I had to tape. I was expecting like I never changed my socks no. during during, during the season. Fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's been a joke thing on yeah. shows and whatnot, right? But it, it is a play on the superstition of the athletes. Like right. there's, um, because uh, the position I played, I was a center. I couldn't wear the forearm protection, and my hands, my arms are just chewed up the entire season. I had to have, I would get my hands taped in a certain, certain way before each practicing game. If it was done differently, I played in practice like shit. Really? Really. Wow. Because I was so, so set that this had to be like this to get 
me and the proper mind. Like you could feel the difference. I could and, feel the difference. And it just wasn't right. It just wasn't right. And I would be like uncomfortable. Sheldon in his spot. Yep. It, wow. Superstition wow. is real. And it, that's what exactly what it was. Superstition. It's you wouldn't absolutely think, think that was the feel. Just doesn't feel right. Not, uh, you know, superstition takes it more in a mystic all, way. All it is, really, realistically, all it was, was a thin layer of pro wrap and maybe two layers of tape. And does nothing. Wow. For protection. Okay. But how it felt on my arms. Oh, wow. It was enough to like, I would be very conscious of uh, like, oh, something's off. And I would try, I would spend a lot of like brain cycles trying to figure out what was off. Wow. Wow. Um, <clears throat> hockey. Um, there was, I had to do my skates up in a specific way. Like I would start with my left skate, go over to my right skate. I couldn't go from right skate to left skate. Okay. When tying them up. Um, baseball, I really didn't have a whole lot of superstitions with that. I feel like the, the laces thing would almost become like a muscle memory thing. Uh, it, you just get used to your body gets used to moving in a certain yes yes yeah. and I said a lot of it is um, the ritual aspect of it because you like you know okay I'm now tying my left skate now we're getting very much closer to the game time uh, it's time to the series of events like the countdown right so you start pushing all the extraneous shit away. And you start focusing, okay, who are we playing? How? What position am I playing this time? What line am I on? Who's my line mate? Like, who's going to be a net? Uh, what do I do in case of this situation? What do I do in, in, in a power play? What do I do for shorthand? You start bringing the, 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 the executive files of hockey and loading that in. Same with football. Um as soon as I threw my shoulder pads over over my head, they had buckles. I couldn't really buckle them, so I had to have either Farmer or James buckle my my shoulder pads. And as who, who is Chuck? Because you mentioned a Chuck too. Uh, Chuck was another guy I played with, uh, but he he had his own thing. Okay, so okay. We, so that particular part, Chuck's not involved. He, not so much. Okay. Not not so much with the the, the pulling the, the buckles of the uh, the shoulder pads. Okay. Um. Some of the like the shoes, like especially in football, my shoe. I the night before a game, I would clean my shoe my cleats, and I had uh, white shoe paint. My and I would paint my shoes pristine white. Wow! Before each and every game, it was just one of those things. Like, okay, it starts getting me into the mindset of what's coming up. So the superstition of like jujitsu and the combat sports and stuff like that starts on the drive to the gym. So you have to go like, okay, um, I have to not worry about what's going on at work because if I get distracted, somebody's going to choke me. 
faster than what they're already going to choke me. So I have to start narrowing the focus, getting into the, the, the mindset of, okay, stuff's going to be happening. We've got an hour and stuff on the mats. I have, I have to learn this, 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 and this, and then we're going to roll for the next half, half. And then everybody that I roll against is going to try to kill me and I'm going to try to kill them. It's, it's kill tag. That's, that's what jujitsu is really. It just, it terrifies me. How many times can I choke you to death? And how many times can you choke me to death? That's what jujitsu. I just, I just picture my body buckling. Like, I don't know. It will. It will. Everybody's does. Dan Severn has been beaten. Everybody has been beaten at some point in time. So to say, oh, I I think this is going to happen. You're absolutely right. It is going to happen. And you can't stop it. You just have to let it happen and then learn. That way, when you learn, it gets harder for that to happen again the next time. Like if you were, if you were to jump on Dan Severn right now, uh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> well, I, yeah, because I, that dude's forgotten more about breaking people's bones and putting people to sleep than a lot of people would ever possibly know. If you jumped on Carney, it might take him a little bit longer, but he's still going to get you. Of that, I have no doubt. Yeah. Johnny Hungy. Yeah. So. <laughs> he still looks like John Silver to me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, he didn't start out like that. No? No. Nobody does. Oh, no. Nobody, of course not. Nobody no, no. starts out like that. Whether you're a five-year-old kid stepping onto a, uh, a Taekwondo mat for the very first time, or you're a 50-something dude, like, uh... My doctor said I'm going to die if I don't start doing something. And, you know, this jujitsu is kind of popular. So that's whatever, whatever you decide to do, you are not going to be very good at it the very first time you do it. Of course not. I don't have any, any question about that. Right. But there's a lot of people. Go go in with the mindset is, oh, I'm going to be terrible at this. And then they don't do it because they scare themselves out of doing it. Because they're afraid of looking bad. Now, <clears throat> if, it, if you're on the mats with a good instructor, they won't give a flying fuck what you look like. For the first year and a half. It's up to you to keep plugging away. Get back on those mats. You're going to get choked. You're going to get tapped because that's what it's all about. You don't let the fear drive away something that might help you become physically better. I hadn't even thought of that. But definitely, I'll definitely be chewing on it. So it's, you're going to run into shitty people in whatever aspect of you're trying to do. 
whatever you're trying to learn. There's just shitty people on the planet. I remember going to a jiu-jitsu class with Carter and Parker and have to carry them both out at the same time because one of the guys on the, on the, that was there decided to take advantage of the new guys. And this guy tried to get me. He tried to put the gas on me and I'm just like, what the fuck? And luckily I was strong enough and I knew enough to not let him do that. What, so what, what what was he doing? Like he, he would just like cranking holds. Okay. So just because he could, just because he could. And then when I complained to it to the instructor, he goes, "Oh yeah, I, I'll, he's done that before. I'll talk to him." No, that, you've oh, done what? That kind of thing. Yeah. N- n- no. <laughs> no. See you. You. He's, you, try, he's trying to. You know trying to prove himself as the alpha. Well, see, he was a young cat and so he needs to be put in his place. Right. Right. So, whereas when somebody like me gets onto the mats, I'll naturally gravitate to an older, an older practitioner because we both got to go to work in the morning. Right. So it's these, the teens and the 20 somethings that just go fucking crazy. I think they're the next coming of fucking Bruce Lee. Settle down. <laughs> Settle the fuck down. We're here to learn, not for you to put me in the fucking hospital. So, <clears throat> that kind of thing. I'll think about it. It's it's either like jujitsu or going to the gym or it's anything. Anything. It's, it's anything. Yeah. Absolutely anything. Yep. And you have to overcome that that fear to take that first step onto the mats onto the gym floor onto whatever the stage you'll develop if you do go the stage i'm waiting for opportunity right i'm that fear is gone i want to do something right i I, but i i kind of got miffed i think theater kent did something is doing something or did something yeah and i never heard one fucking word about any sort of open ca- casting or anything they probably kept that played that one close to the vest oh because so. i know i have them on facebook and stuff and i didn't see any postings about it until oh here's a show yeah that that's a way to stay under the radar with all this fucking totalitarianism that we're living under right mm-hmm. now so yeah here we go again uh whatever i say you have you been working on your script? Not as not, not as much from last week. Right, like right, I, right. I did a little bit, a little bit more, but uh, no. When I started to, I started to, uh, I started to break down. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. I, it, it, it's the one. Di- direction that it needs to go mm-hmm. is the one that I'm. It's where I'm at. I'm at the. I'm, I'm not at the acceptance. I'm at the acknowledgement stage right now. I got. I you. acknowledge that everything's a, sh- a shit show for me and how I'm. What I'm. Everything going on, and so I know this, and I've, I'm starting to try and take steps to move in the right direction, or at least in any direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, right now I'm. Trapped in the bubble, but I am moving. But the bu- I need, I just need to move enough that the bubble will break. Yes. So I'm, I am. The bubble is rolling. The bubble is rolling. <laughs> the bubble is rolling. 
you know that much i can i can can say yeah you know um, no, that's that's perfectly fine. Like I said, you you are moving in the right direction. Right. You know, you know, you have the things that you want to do. Mm, yeah, oh, I got too much that I want right. to do. So, so you're right now. You're I said the you're you're wallowing in resistance. You're you're just like there's something that you are. You, using to stop you from moving forward we, we we said it two weeks ago it's still the case it's still there i'm i'm just becoming apathetic or i'm i'm i've been apathetic to yeah. a lot of it yeah and so where i am at least looking in those directions the apathy is still not letting me fully move in those directions okay. so you but you you recognize but I recognize. You recognize the situation. Yes. And that right there, knowing is half the battle. It, yeah. So. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Um, that's your PSA for the day, kids. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 the more you know. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> but when it comes to athletics, performance, performance, anything. Everybody has their superstitions to yeah. get their minds. That's how we got here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because my my pre-stage thing. Yes, I would the before the first show and after the last show. Yeah. Just the you that last you would five. bookend. Yeah, you would bookend that thing. Yep. Sometimes so, I'd, I'd be you know thirty seconds to a minute. Sometimes it'd be five to ten minutes. Like it all depends on. How you feel if you if you've if you've got the executive files pulled up quicker and up downloaded? It's, it's that, but it's also and this is this is gonna this is a rating. It's it's uh the importance of the performance, mm -hmm. like my enthusiasm for it. Don't get me wrong; I've loved every moment I've had on the stage. Yeah, but some shows. Just have more. They feel more special than others. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so, when you're Cogsworth versus somebody in the chorus versus the wino. Yeah. The wino on on uh, little shop. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's quite the difference. Yeah. No, it, I think that is your the fallen star. Your fallen star. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Brando. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if you saw. Yeah, I, know, I know you saw. Um, um, we, we watched Hairspray the other night. Yeah. And my God, Christopher Walken is just, he's just Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken doesn't act, I feel like. No, he just. its He just he just says lines, but he just says them in his slightly different ways. And we just love it because it, it just works the, every time. The Walken-esque. Yes. Uh, Delivery of his lines. Oh, uh -oh. please tell me I still have the picture. Oh, I oh geez. Picture. That got manic in a hurry. <laughs> um, from <laughs> Niagara Falls, because I don't think I ever showed this to you. When we went to Niagara Falls. The the Wax Museum? Uh, no. No? Where is it? Come on. I know there's, there's Niagara Falls. No, what I was thinking about how you were saying you would spend time on the stage before and after. I was thinking maybe is... You've you've subconsciously allotted 
a certain amount of energy that you were going to put on the stage. And then for, for the performances, yes. Yes. But when when you're when you're taking that time on the stage, you're either collecting the leftover or putting in what you thought you should have done more of. Uh, no, I, I find it just more just reflecting like, yeah, we did it. You know, I did it's, it. it it's and, still an energy exchange. Oh, yeah. So, you know. All right, just, what do you got? Um, so it was when we went to that diner place that was actually in St. Catharines. Oh, okay. It was like a 20-minute drive. Yes. Where I had the, uh, the, the pancake that wasn't a pancake. It was a cake. It was like three inches thick. Yes, 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 yes. They had this Ooh. as you walk in the door. <laughs> you can see it across the room. We accept Walkins only. And it's Walkins face. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever did post that. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's Christopher Walken in Hairspray, like and Travolta. They're they're just magical together. If you've never watched that version of Hairspray, oh, you yeah. should because yeah. it's so much fun. But the, the message is fantastic, and. Walk-in and Travolta just melt your heart, even though the, the performance is just, it's funny, but it's so endearing. Mm-hmm. And I want to play those, either one of those roles. I would dream role for sure, Edna Turnblad, but I would definitely play the dad for sure. There you go. Well, there you go. You have a front porch. You have a front yard. <laughs> I, I that I can't do. Why not? Uh, now, I that's that's a one man show type of thing. That's I'll be. I'll, you, you talked about doing a one man autobiographical short movie. Yes, I know, and it'll be performed on my front porch. So. And the difference between that is uh, no audience. The audience comes later. Well, okay, don't do it at your house then. Just do it at the park. Do it at theater the, uh, in the park. Yeah, theater at the park. Do it at the commons at the the mall. I definitely don't have the drive to put all that together. <laughs> definitely not. Not my bag. No. No. Okay. There's way too many gears in motion when you when you do stuff like that. <laughs> I hear enough of the horror stories. <laughs> no thanks. Buskers are a thing. <laughs> yeah, but they they. Managed to make a make a yeah air quote living. I, I don't think I'm there yet. Um, here, hey, it's oh. Christmas. It's Christmas, and since you presented a gift last evening, well, uh oh, uh, Merry Christmas, brother. Thank you. I've always wanted a pack of uh, snowman wrapping paper. Yeah, yeah. I I knew exactly what you liked. Awesome. Yeah, I'll treasure it forever. Oh, you want me to open it? Well, yeah. Oh, I thought you were just giving me the wrapping paper. Well, yeah, I'll keep what's inside. You want that back? Yeah. Okay, I got you. <laughs> no, I, I saw this and immediately thought, yeah, that's it. That's it. But I didn't buy it when I first saw it. <laughs> so <laughs> luckily we went back and got it today. Eyes closed to do the proper presentation. Spine alignment. Oh. Oh. Well, now. Neil Gaiman, P. Craig Russell, Norse Norse Mythology, Volume 1, 
comic book. Norse mythology trade paperback. Oh. And it, written by Neil Gaiman. Yep. Hold on a sec. <laughs> oh, don't tell me you already have it. Um, I have his, the novel that he, the, not the novel. Okay. But he, he translated the North's mythology into a, a prose type. He didn't put it into a graphic novel form. When okay. I, Uh, you'll have to trust me. I do have it. <laughs> I do have it. That's cool. Well, now you get some pictures to go with them yeah. words. Mike Bignola, Jerry Ordway, David Rubin, Piotr Kowalski, Jill Thompson. I recognize, I think, about f- three names in there. Yeah. Dave Stewart. Levering. I'm somewhat out of touch with the, with the comic book world, you know? Yeah. Look at so, that. It's no longer mint. Oh, no. <laughs> Perfect. That. Right there. What do you open it up on? This is the story of, uh, there was, Asgard was being built, and they, they needed walls. So one day, this dwarf, dwarf giant, walks up to the, the entrance of Asgard. And he goes, I'll build your walls for you. And everybody's going like, hmm, what's the catch? The guy goes, when I finish building the walls, I'm going to marry Freya. And Freya's going like, fuck that noise. Okay. Loki goes, deal. Everybody's going like, what? They're going like, Loki goes, you have a year and a day to finish this job. And the guy goes, deal. And Freya's like, the fuck did you just do? <laughs> I'm somewhat bastardizing the sure. uh, the eloquent eloquent prose. Okay. That, so we're getting the Cliff Notes version. We're getting the Got Cliff it. Notes version of it. So this this guy, he goes, goes, I'll start tomorrow. And they go, nobody can help you. The guy goes, I'll have... They said, the only thing is going to be me and my horse. That's it. They're going like, hmm, fine. But that's it. So this guy goes, all right, a year and a day, the walls of Asgard will be built. Nothing will be able to uh, breach these walls. So this guy proceeds to start building the walls of Asgard. And every day he does, he makes progress with his horse helping him pull these giant blocks of stone to build. As the year progresses and the walls become a little more prominent, everybody starts to get like, oh, it's getting it's getting down to crunch time here and it, he, he might do it. And Freya's looking at Loki like, listen, fuck. I ain't marrying that guy. You better fucking figure something out. Loki's going, just chill, just chill. 
So it is now a year. This guy is getting ready to lay the last stones in the walls surrounding Asgard. And everybody's going like, holy fuck, this is actually happening. And Freya's like, uh, I've already packed a bag. I'm going to fuck off. <laughs> and everybody's like, no, you can't. Like, you, we gave our word. You can't. And Freya's like, the fuck? I can't. I had <laughs> nothing like this. And everybody's going like, where's Loki? Anybody seen Loki? Loki is nowhere to be found. And everybody's going, that motherfucker. Freya is pissed. So the night, the sun, sun comes up and the, the guy making the wall gets ready to harness his horse. All of a sudden, this white mare comes prancing along in the distance. The guy's horse perks up, smells this mare, takes off. And this guy's going like, the guy building walls like, fuck. And he's trying his hardest to move these last few stones in place. And he fails. The next day, Thor comes up and they're going like, well, heh, you lost. Fuck off. That kind of thing. And he's like, no, Freya's coming with me. This was some bullshit. They said, No. No, I refuse. Like, you, I was tricked. You got, the gods lied to me. Thor goes, no, we didn't. Kills him. Okay. Loki comes back. Pregnant. Okay. Gives birth to an eight-legged horse named Sleipnir. A giant wolf and Jormungandr, the world serpent. Loki had disguised himself as the white mare to distract the stallion. Okay. And stop the, the, the building of the wall. Okay. Now, this seems, it was like a snap reaction on Loki's part because it was like, oh no. Because if this guy gets his hands on Freya, Thor is going to me and like, I'm going to be in enough shit as it is. So, and yeah. So Loki created the problem, then solved the problem, then gifted Sleipnir, the eight-legged horse to Odin. Okay. So that's, that was that story in there. Wow. So in the meantime, the gods finished building the walls of Asgard, securing Asgard. Ah. So. And they all lived happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. We'll go with kind of. Kind of? Yeah. So that's, that is your look. Brief Norse mythology yeah. moment of the night. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, holy shit. That's, <laughs> the name of this episode is The More You Know. So, <laughs> um, 
Yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I was bombarding you with my yes. texts again. Okay, let's got to start with the Teen Titans. Teen Titans go. Yeah. <laughs> they made... Okay, I think I noted. I, I, I told you, they're Satanists. Raven is the cult leader. And you believe them to be Scientologists, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got. I, it's in the text. That's where I got to go. Yeah. The text messages. Something yeah. about Thetans. Is there power? Or? Well, okay. It started with Teen. <laughs> First, they made a Love Boat theme reference. Yeah. Okay. Teen Titans Go. Sure. Love Boat. Yeah. All right. They have been known to do some wacky shit. Then, like right after a Jerry Maguire yeah. Uh, a reference. So, like, who the hell's the target audience here? Then they made a Top Gun reference, and then I found out that they were on the TOM cruise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were just, they just did rapid fire puns of Tom Cruise, Tom puns. cruise movies. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I was on a new strain that morning because Rob Burke had come to Oh, visit. that's right. How did your date go? Um, it was good. Oh, it was it was good. It just we never watched the movie. What? <laughs> no surprise. We no. end up just gabbing and watching YouTube stuff and Yeah. Um but uh yeah, Rob gifted me some Tropic Thunder. Oh. And it took me right to the wibbly wobblies. <laughs> <laughs> Another expert? Uh no. No? No, I don't think so. Okay. But uh yeah, I did uh I did. I did um, think that t- that the Teen Titans go are Scientologists because mm-hmm. their powers are the display of what your Thetan levels could maybe slash possibly d- give to you someday. Maybe like if you drop like, drop like seven to ten million into the church, then maybe. Yeah, you're not quite clear enough, Robin. <laughs> but that's how Scientology seems to work. Oh yeah. At least according to get the Going Clear documentary. Everybody that's escaped Scientology says the exact same thing. So it's it's the worst kept secret in religion. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watching Saturday morning cartoons, man. So the, car, the, the commercials. That's why I said the, uh, the all-new Jump Fury by Air Hugs. It's like a remote control car that has a leap function. It can jump 55. Five centimeters. I don't have anything for. I don't have anything for reference. Um, about two feet, roughly. Yeah. So what? Thirty centimeters in a foot, roughly. Yeah, it's almost two feet. So like straight up, or is it no, like, like a zing, combination, like of, zing, like a leap, like a de- Dukes of Hazard? So it's like booking along, and all of a sudden, poof. yeah. Oh, okay. Jumping spider. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> it looked cool. Okay. Um, what the hell? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Animaniacs, man. Like, what the hell? Physics jokes. About and about talking about evolution, they did the whole history of the world. This okay, that is not really that much of a surprise because what did we get a lot of our education from? Yeah. Sesame Street, true, yeah, it is roughly the same thing. 
because I going off of your bombardment of this, I was I I had to stop and think about what what it was all about, and it's it's just educational TV that we also got when we were growing up. Electric Company, Sesame Street. It never got a lot of Electric Company. I don't know no. why, but for some reason, it's like it wasn't a regular show for me to find like around here. Mm-mm. Like no. none of the Detroit channels carried it for some reason. Or yeah, something. and then uh, what was the other one? Um, like those cartoons, like I'm just a Bill, the Conjunction. Oh yes, the Schoolhouse Rocks. Schoolhouse Rocks. Yeah. So you get those little uh, interstitials. Yeah. So we were technically bombarded with education in between our Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah. And Bugs Bunny was a gateway to a lot of people's introduction into classical music. Oh, yeah. Big time. So I still remember um, Flight of the Valkyries, Bugs Bunny as Brunhilde, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, the Byro Seville. Yeah. It, um, a lot of classical music was yeah. introduced to a new audience through Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Because they would just animate to the music. Yep. Yep. Like the the William Tell Overture. Yeah. Yeah. Is still one of my favorite pieces of classical music. And it was introduced to me, Bugs Bunny. Canon. Yeah. You know, 50 feet away. Yeah. Inside the Saddle Dome. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I always think, and I think they might have been, they, they might have won an Emmy for it, is the uh, Bugs Bunny versus the Animator. Yes. Yes. They I, raise I, his ears and stuff. Yes. I think that one might have won an Emmy. Well, it, it shattered the fourth wall. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah. So it was it, for a, a lot of that. It was just bugs on a blank background yeah. doing battle with a, the tip of a pencil. Yeah. And when you found out that it was Elmer Fudd and had figured out how to jump dimensions, <laughs> and he finally got his way to fuck with bugs. Elmer Fudd did it before Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they stole the idea of dead Deadpool kills the Marvel universe from from Elmer from Fudd. Elder, Elmer Fudd. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Blanc's going like motherfucker. I'm not getting enough credit for this bullshit. Ah oh, damn. Um, there is one Bugs Bunny cartoon that I think got banned for like ever. Probably and, and because I've tried finding it now. Maybe it's just because I can't find the title. But I think it's it might have been called ro, uh, robot, not robot, ra- rabbit rampage. Bugs Bunny gets mad at the world, okay, and goes around and like he closes the Panama Canal and put locks on it. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have seen that, but it doesn't exist like in any sort of DVDs or anything, from what I understand. But that one, like, I want to, I would really like to see that one again. Um, You have Amazon Prime, right? Yes. Do you ever just go into Amazon Prime movies, 
and just scroll through like the sci-fi selections, like deep scroll. Okay. You want your Mandela effect? Oh, fuck. No. The rabbit rampage is a thing. It is him versus the animator. Okay. So, re- really? Really? Okay. But th- that other episode does exist. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. So, I was just getting the title mixed up. Right. Okay. So, it's not a Mandela effect. No. It's, no. That's where it didn't really exist. No. That exists. That exists. Bugs uh, Bunny closing up. He shut off the Niagara Falls, I think. Filled in the... Uh, Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Oh, they to turn the volume down. Oh, Mickey James. Oh, Mickey, Mickey. Uh, and then those pictures came out. Yes. That photo shoot she did. <laughs> uh, and Tom and I were both very happy with that. Yes. Everything, all wrestler, wrestling nerds were quite happy with the uh, the leak of uh, the Mickey James. Uh, and she's with Aldous. Aldous. Oh yeah, she's working in NWA now, isn't she? Yep. What are you what are you looking up? Are you trying to find that? Yeah. Bugs? Um Okay. Keep going. Uh, um so but have you ever like scrolled just deep dive scrolled through Amazon Prime like sci fi movies? Not so much. I did yesterday. Okay. And I mean I just kept going. And going and going. And then I flipped down to the actions. Okay. And did the same thing. Amazon Prime has become the digital reincarnation of walking through the blockbuster aisles. Nice. That's what we there want. There are tons of the indie knockoffs and like unheard of shit. Tons of it on there. Yeah. Some of the blatant ripoffs, but there's there are just a ton of them, and I want to watch a bunch of them. <laughs> I'm like, ah, that could be fun. Oh, that that looks kind of cool. Hey, I like that guy. Because like, cause there was one that has uh, there's there's like a post apocalyptic one, yeah, and it's got Ryan Quantin. He was Sophie's brother on True Blood. Okay, I've only ever seen him in one other thing. He did a movie. Um, Nights, Nights of Badassdom. Yes. Which the movie itself was horrible, but no. that was because the the final edit they took away from the director and they they changed the entire friggin' movie from what he wanted. <laughs> really? His next movie was the movie called Everly, where it was Sama Hayek fighting off assassins in a hotel room. And if you've never seen it, it's fucking insanely badass, like crazy. I think I know what you're talking about. And that was his next movie. Yeah. So you see that, you can get kind of get an idea of where Knights of Badass should have went. Where it could have went? Yeah. I mean, this is a movie that had Peter Dinklage playing a LARP nerd, like a hardcore LARPer. Yes. I remember that now. Yes, yes, yes. Jailbird and Jail Bunny. I believe this is what you were thinking about. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, that doesn't look right. No. This is, yeah. 
Maybe Wiley Coyote versus Bugs Bunny. That's when he filled in for the Roadrunner. Oh, right. Yes. It was always weird when they crossed the streams like that. Yeah, it kind of threw you for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. If you if you ever want to try and get a little bit of that blockbuster aisle feel. That's the way to go, huh? Amazon Prime for sure. Netflix seems doesn't have nearly the library, and I know they're expanding a lot of their sci-fi, horror, and fantasy right now. Yep. But uh, they don't have the deep dive that Prime seems to have because I didn't even hit the bottom. Oh. It was still going. Speaking of hitting the bottom. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jason. Did you know that this podcast can be found on all the social medias? Social medias? Yes, like email, uh, th- the number three, N-O-E-S-P-O-D, at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. Twitter. At the number three, N-O-E-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Very nice. And you can also find this podcast on just about every pod- podcast platform out there, including Spotify, Google Play Store, and uh, Apple uh, Podcasts. And Anchor FM, and and I think we're on Carrier Pigeon. Oh, absolutely. And don't forget the Facebook page, The Three Knows Podcast. That's right. Follow us there. See ya. Yeah. So we found it. Yeah. Rebel Rabbit. And yes, this is going to be boring. That's why. Because he was pissed off that there wasn't a big bounty on him. Mm. This could be in danger of copyright, but then people have to hear it. Two cents. Two cents for a rabbit? Why, that's an insult. They can't get away with it. Rabbits is way more than mangy old foxes and bears and stuff. It's discrimination. I'm going to Washington. I'm a taxpayer. I got my rights. It's clipped. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh boy. Paints the Washington Monument to look like a barber pole. Bugs Bunny was here in red yeah. paint. Bugs Bunny, privacy bench, Washington, New York. Here he's in New York. Times Square. Oh. Oh, he's switching all the... Bugs Bunny was here. <laughs> all the lights in Times Square. Bugs gives Manhattan back to the Indians. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Niagara Falls. Culturally insensitive there. Yep. Shuts off the uh, the falls. Oh, all the barrels. All the barrels under Niagara Falls. Down to Florida. Railroads tied up. <laughs> oh, he's now... Bugs that, Bunny cuts Florida loose. Yes, that keeps popping up as a meme. Yeah. Bugs Bunny to the Panama Canal. Bugs Bunny swipes the locks off Panama Canal. Uh, I got him, I got him. Okay. <laughs> Grand Canyon, man at work. Bugs Bunny fills in the Grand Canyon. 
War Department, Armed Forces to go after Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Bunch of stock footage of military $1 million bounty for Bugs Bunny. Hell, I'd turn him in for that. Yep. Cavalry. <laughs> like tanks and horses and oh, low flying jets. <laughs> there you go rebel uh, rabbit rebel rabbit takes me back like it is one of the greatest contributions to our childhood oh yeah i still remember as a kid um going to my aunt and uncles in the summer uh my uncle worked at Navistar, uh, Harvest, International Harvester at the time. Okay. He would come home, smoke his pipe in the basement, turn the cartoons on, and just roar laughing. <laughs> so he, he, Bugs Bunny is a, a cross-generational, what are you looking at? Baking it? That's Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg, both SNL alums. Okay. Very funny people. Hosting a baking competition show. <laughs> so basically, it's them just getting a live mic. Oh, and it's, it is. It's, it, we watched the first episode. It, it, it's pretty fun. Okay. They're, they're pretty fun together. And both of them being sketch com com comedians, man, their improv skills are sharp. Yep. A boy called Christmas. We're just looking at the ads that are crawling across. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I've had recommended there's a movie on Crave, I think, is carrying it. So HBO. And it's called um, 8 Bit Christmas or My 8 Bit Christmas. 8 Bit Christmas. Yeah. And apparently it has Neil Patrick Harris. And it's about a kid who wants like a Nintendo Entertainment System for Christmas. Okay. So it's like a, a version of a Christmas story over a video game. Okay. With Neil Patrick Harrison, I'm hearing really good things. It's brand new. You're going to look it up? Let's see if I can't find it here. It should be there. I'm pretty sure I looked it up. Uh, yeah, I've, heard, I've been hearing good things. A couple co-workers uh, were raving about it. There it is. Yeah. Oop. Down, down. There it is. Boom. 8-Bit Christmas. 8-Bit Christmas is a humorous... I just took... Probably put my glasses on if I want to read. Uh, it's a humorous and heartfelt look back at the adventures of childhood. Set in suburban Chicago in the late 1980s, the story centers on 10-year-old Jake Doyle's Herculean quest to get the latest, and we need to see more. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. The latest and greatest video game system for Christmas. Which, so in the 80s would the, be the SNES. No, NES. NES. This is NES. Okay. 8-bit. The Eight. SNES was 16. Oh, that's right. So, there we and go. they totally skipped thirty-two bit, and went right to sixty-four after that. Well, they figure <laughs> why, why, why dick around? We know where that the puck's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know, why didn't they look this far ahead and give what we have now back then? Because the problem with what we have now is still running sixteen-bit games. They're making. <laughs> Purpose, uh, purposely making bad graphic games to run on, like, the Unreal Engine. 
There has been some fire about that recently, about a lot some of the bigger ticket games coming out. Yeah. And they're coming out and they're failing. <laughs> like poorly. Yeah, Cyberpunk was one of the big ones. Yeah. Well, is it the uh the company that makes World of Warcraft is all but collapsed under itself. Yeah. Um, for, there's, for different reasons. Yes. But, that's, that's more of an HR kind of situation yeah. than a business situation, than a, uh, a product situation. That mm. The Expanse. What, oh. did you, what did you think of uh, yes, the, the first, first episode of season six of The Expanse? It, right, off, right off the bat, you're just seeing where it, they gave us where everybody's at. Yeah, and you can see like how how haggard Naomi looks, how worn out uh, Jim, Jim looks. Chrissy is she? Oh, she has to put on that front. Yes, but when we like when she's doing the whole floating, you know, basically a sensory deprivation thing. Yep, yep. Like you can just feel that. Oh, yeah, that's the kind of pressure she's on. Because mm-hmm. she flat out says it. Yeah, all these people hate me. You know, she, I'm going to go make decisions for the people that hate me. Yep. Something like that. <laughs> well, that's what I said when she was talking to Bobby about, yeah, I know Bobby goes, okay, I want to tender my resignations. He's like, no, 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 no. Nobody gets to quit. You're just <laughs> bored because you're used to being a Marine yeah. blowing shit up. No, you're <laughs> stuck with, but we're going to do something with you. So <laughs> I do, I do like that relationship between Chrissy and Bobby. Yeah. Um, Almost as fun as freaking Amos and Peaches. Amos and Peaches. So, what is her name? I um, don't even remember. It's just Peaches now. They did. They did mention it. Oh, we know her name. We know her name. She had a whole story arc. Like, right. She's right. like, I can't remember from some family or something, and, and then got the implants. Yeah. Oh. Who yeah. Was I her just. Sister? But but she's just Peaches now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Don't get me wrong. I liked his last girlfriend, I think, a little bit more, but oh, the one he had to shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one from uh, The Ring World? Yeah. Yeah. One from Letterkenny from chick. Letterkenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going through yeah. again right now. I'm in season seven. So. Yeah. I, sk- I didn't even do one to four because I've watched them so many times. No, I started at wrote, five and yeah. went up. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm uh, partway through seven now. Well, there you go. <clears throat> the one movie I was told I have to watch... Is probably by you as well. Is uh, Peanut Butter Falcon? Or? I do highly recommend it. I don't know if I've uh, uh, really thrown too much weight behind it, but absolutely, you will be. Oh, look at Fernal! Hold on, Fernal! A dude, a Vince McMahon. Oh, oh! Look at the light! Look at the light! Nope, I, nope. I controlled it. You controlled it. I did not lose control. <laughs> there is that. Did you ever hear that story? No. Yeah. Vince thinks sneezes is a form of weakness, and you are losing control. What? Yes. Anybody that sneezes around Vince has given up and is weak. Wow. Yeah. That's how much of a maniac this man is. Wow. Um, speaking of Vince and whatnot... I just I, wa- I was wa- watching YouTube outside, um, and I got into it was like dangerous things that happened on Monday Night Raw. Top ten dangerous things, yeah. and Shane McMahon came up for one of his many cage dives. He must have did one on Raw. 
probably. Okay. Well, he did. He definitely did a dive off the Titan Tron once or twice, but not not on Raw. See, this is specifically most dangerous on Raw. On Raw. Okay. On national television. Okay. Where some of the sponsors go like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, no, I think three or four or something in there. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, because they in this this particular one was uh, versus the Mean Street Posse. This is early Shane O'Mac okay. action, right? He'd only once or twice before. They you know they made a big deal about him being you know not being trained and whatnot. But is that really true? Do you think Shane was one hundred percent green when he started doing that shit? No, no. I wouldn't there's, thought so. There's no way. You're around the wrestling business from birth and not pick up something. You're, You're f- that's what one, I thought. One of, one of Shane's jobs growing up is probably to put the ring together. Right. And as soon as the ring is put together, people are wrestling in the ring. So somewhere along the line, somebody... Come on, come on, come on, kid. Exactly, come on. Exactly. Some of the old timers. Just so really, they can play with the, the boss's son, right, you know? Right, right. That's exactly right. So Shane may not have been trained in the traditional sense, but he grew up in that business. So there's, there's, a, you're learning by osmosis right. constantly. Right. So um, the other thing. Because there's another video, I can't remember what it was, but it was about, oh, uh, about things WWE had done out of spite. (laughs) You could probably be able to do a lot more than one video. Something along those lines. Um, But it brought up an incident that's recent, like within the last two years, I believe. Firing everybody and sending them to AEW to try and bankrupt AEW? (laughs) You think that's their strategy? Fuck yes. (laughs) Um no, uh, I because I hadn't even heard of this. I didn't know. I didn't even know this was a thing. But uh, I rolled a seven, fourteen. Ah, you go first. Um, I, I hadn't even heard about it. But it was the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, in the induction of DX. Yeah, and Billy Gunn at that time was contracted under AEW. AEW or Impact? AEW. This was just in the last two years. He was there. Okay. Because he's been there pretty much since day one as a trainer. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he's been a, he, he was employed at AEW when this went down. Do you know how old Billy Gunn is? No, but he's in fantastic shape. 60 years old. 60? He's 59 years he's old. He's in amazing shape. Dude, if that is not a reason to get on <laughs> testosterone replacement and growth hormone, I don't know what it is. That fucking dude is jacked. 60 years old. Yeah. I've never looked like that. Even when I was 20, I look at that and I said, that dude's 60 years old. Fuck, I'm doing a lot of shit wrong. Yeah. So. (laughs) Apparently. God damn. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. So, yeah. So, Billy's there for the induction and he's. Work, he works for AEW, mm-hmm. and he says on the mic, it's the first time he, he's, he's here and Vince can't fire him. I remember that, yes. To which Triple H responds on microphone oh, uh, that uh, oh, Vince would just buy that pissant company just to fire you fire that, you again. Right. I do remember that now, yeah. Calling it a pissant company. Yep. I never heard that. 
Oh no! I for somehow that just totally did not come into my scope. Okay. So now thinking about it, at the time, yes, it was a pissant company. It yeah, pissant t-shirt company. That's what it, Trips called it. It was still just. It was still new. Yep. It was still new. They hadn't found their legs. Well, guess what? That pissant co- company grew up. <laughs> Or is still growing. Yeah. And they're finding their legs. <laughs> so. With a bunch of former WWE right. guys. Yes. So. Where are we at? What time was? Uh, one twelve. Okay. We're good. You got time. Yeah. Didn't want to get into it too late in the show. Oh, there you go. There you go. Way to pace yourself. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I realize that yes, it's it's just like we've we saw with WCW and TNA. Yes, you're getting that, but we're getting different versions of them. Yeah, we're you're, getting you're you're getting the version like an indie, an indie version of a WWE. Somewhere, polished. some would argue we're getting the real versions. Mm. Some would argue. Well. Brian Danielson's always Brian Danielson. Oh yeah, that's always been to honest. when like when he was in the Fed, they throttled him it, for if his anything, own safety. It's a testament testament to his ability that he was able to contain himself so well. Right, right. Well, he said he does he he wanted to continue to get paid. If he gets benched for doing crazy shit, yeah, he's not going to get paid. But. I, I would, and, and now this is, nothing's been said about this. I'm surprised that, like, I haven't, didn't hear any, any blowback backstage. But when he, when he kicked Colt Cabana it and knocked his teeth out, yeah. and like, it looked like caps, right? Yeah. It didn't look like full teeth. Yeah. Like, but just the fact, is that, was that him? Like, okay, maybe I went a little too far. Mm, like he's but he, a he, worked, he worked it into a promo. Like, yeah, he worked it into the promo. Because he's a pro. Yeah. He's, and he felt more likely he felt real bad and paid for Colt to get his and, teeth and, fixed. And whatever. Like that, right. and, and I I would fully expect that. But it's the fact do you think that he would he would that would make him go, Oh, maybe it's a little too much? Possibly. Possibly. Depends on how badly he beat the fuck out of John Silver next. <laughs> yeah. That Silver sold it great because the God style he was already out. He yeah. took a God style pile driver and then put him into that like cross face that yeah. thing. And he, yeah, the, he the wasn't tapping. He yeah. was out. Yeah. No, I think like, accidents happen in the ring. And if I said, "Well, Silver's fine," I never heard anything. Right. That, anything so, like himself, I said, but. if if he if he caught Colt, it was probably just a, a freak thing. It's yeah. not a not a big deal. You were asking how the relationship between CM Punk. And Colt Cabana is yes, it's non-existent. Oh, so to they... the point of Punk has cropped out a picture of Colt and him. Uh, I think it was at, at an old ROH show. It was the the Second City Saints, Ace Steel, CM Punk, Colt Cabana. Okay, well, uh, Punk was at the the ROH thing, so he posted a picture of it. it was like one of the it was like. Uh, a Steel, Ricky Steamboat, CM Punk, and you can see Punk's right hand raised up, and there's also, you can see another hand kind of holding up Punk's hand, and the picture's cropped off. Somebody knows the original picture, it goes, 
that part of that picture has been cropped out, and that cropping is Colt Cabana. Wow. Yeah. So now I don't know the full details there it's because of the lawsuit. I yeah, but there's money involved or something. The lawsuit. Like Punk, Punk sued Cabana. Yeah, but why? Like that's what I don't. That's where I don't. I don't know what happened there. It was it was they they won their suit against the the WWE right, but uh, Colt got another lawyer who kind of went. He wanted to go on his own. Okay. Instead of putting up like a, a, a combined front. Right. Punk was supposedly Punk was getting lawyers for both of them. Okay. And Cabana goes, no, I'm going to do this. And somehow, some way, uh, Punk feels that Cabana owes him a bunch of money. Okay. And Punk is like suing Colt Cabana. I think it's still. Huh. In the court system. Wow. So, yeah, they don't like each other at all. Well, it's so. sad that money is what breaks up a friendship. Yeah, but. well, this is this is the world we live in. Yeah. The <sighs> more you know. There was another I had another note, I think. Um, where'd it go here? Come on. Oh, we can't do that one. Oh, here we are. What? Here we go. Here we go. What can't we do? Oh, uh, I want to watch a movie trailer, and it comes off of this whole that whole Amazon Prime sci-fi, that like going through the the Amazon Prime list. Okay. Um, Because one particular movie just jumped out at me, and I thought we could watch the trailer together. Aww. But I don't want you to, you know, you're, you're going to go through all that work to put it together, dude. Don't worry about it. Plugging a fucking cable in is not <laughs> a lot of work, Jason. <laughs> Um, watch, well, while, while you're setting that up, then right. let me tell you another story. Okay. Um, so the other day. I told you that to tell you this. No, no. This is totally unrelated. Okay. Um, total, uh, I, I walked in and Crystal had flipped the TV on. I just had my smoke. Was it in through the outdoor, outdoor? No. Your raspberry beret? No. Oh, okay. I know, but I walk in and it. What is that? It's Stand By Me. Oh, <laughs> Oh, really? It's the pie-eating contest scene specifically. Oh. Oh, that's your, that, when you posted lard ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's the name of the trailer? The the trailer I want to watch, and I have not watched this, okay? I want to have this experience together. Okay. It is called Battle in Space, the Armada Attacks. Battle? It's probably Battle in Space 1, but Battle in Space, the Armada Attacks. Okay, I have Battle in Space trailer. So oh, a, my goodness. Is that it? That is it. Okay. Okay. So let me finish the yeah, story before I'll, we get I'll to that. I'll cue this up. Okay. So, yeah, it's the lard-ass scene in Stand By Me. And Hold on. Let me check this. I got the right one. Oop, that's, that's it. Okay. So I'm watching it, and the climax of the story happens. I was not emotionally prepared to revisit that. Okay. That movie, that movie resonates with me at a deep level on it for a few different reasons. 
That scene in particular, though, being a chubby fat kid who got picked on, resonated hard. Yeah. <laughs> and in my current state, that shit hits hard. Okay. So I did not finish watching that movie even though I wanted to. I know. I walked away immediately. And that's when you signed up for jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> no. But. Well, I know yeah, that. Stand by me. Holy fuck. Like. Sometimes you just get blindsided and you don't realize. That's why you need jujitsu. <laughs> oh, to be prepared? Yeah. My reflexes will be sharpened. Yeah. Well, 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 okay, if I if I do this, will I have to get my hands and feet registered as lethal weapons? Fuck. No. Because I, I don't want that hassle. Go right it's a ahead. lot of fucking paperwork. Go, okay. You know, go, you know what? Walk into the police station. Better yet. Uh, we we have we have several people that we can talk to, uh-huh. and we can streamline this decision. No, they'll hurt me. <laughs> I'll bring it up to him tonight. How's no, it? yeah, no, totally won't. No, okay, let's watch this trailer. Okay, for what looks like a brand new epic battle in space, the Armada attacks. Oh, hold! Oh, no, no, stop, stop, stop! Hold on, hold on. We need, I, we need the synopsis. I need to know. I need to show you. Now that actually looked pretty cool, <laughs> but <laughs> we need to read the synopsis. I need to. You need to see what was drawing me in here. Okay. Okay. Um, this is this is so YouTube, so you're gonna have to uh, here, here uh, read that one right there. Here, I think I push it there. Nope. Nope. I didn't want to do that. What did you do? My- That one, that one, that one, right there. Yep. Okay. Can you read that? Yeah, I'm just trying to... In... Into the mic. In 2420, after aliens and powerful space wizards have enslaved human human villages... Hold on. No, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me... Okay, now I got to start over. Oh, great. (laughs) I'm trying to get the dramatic effect here. I see that. In 2420, after aliens and powerful space wizards have enslaved human villages, a group of resistance fighters organize a counterattack against their alien overlords and launch an armada of spacecraft in a battle for supremacy in space. Come on now. Space wizards. Space wizards, baby. Fucking space wizards. That's the, the, the two magic words in that entire phrase. Space Wizards is why we are watching this. Yeah. Hold on to your hats, folks. I know you can't see it, but god damn it. Here we go. I have been looking forward to this. Get playing. Star Wars ripoff. This world was a harsh and unforgiving place until we were saved by our benefactors. Is this animated? I didn't realize it was. If it is, I can't tell yet. Nope. Nope. But that dude looked animated. Yeah. Four battles, one mission. Uh. Wow.
Um, uh, I'm a little worried about one thing. What's that? I didn't even look at the cast. It's a cast of nobodies. Gear up. Strike back. Battle in space, the Armada attacks. I I want to watch it. Whoa, that's enough out of you. Okay, here we go. The cast. Oh, my God. Asylum? No, 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 but the, the rating on IMDb. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, let me guess. Santa Inc. was 1.1. I'm going three and a half. Going lower, Alex. Oh, no. <laughs> 2.5. Wow. Oh, my God. Not bad. It's not bad. <sighs> It's it really it see that, that I I saw that scrolling through Amazon Prime. Yeah, is that not a blockbuster aisle find? That is every every sci fi movie ever made all at the same time. It looks like Ender's Game. Um, fuck any anything that has teenagers in uh, spaceships fighting for survival. Okay, I just so the last the, Starfighter. I ran, um, I ran through the cast real quick because I thought I saw West Chatham in there. Oh no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not seeing West Chatham in that. You're seeing the the knockoff Mexican. There was there, there was just that one flash where there was a guy and you were seeing his face upside down and like you just saw really the eyes. Yeah. And I saw Amos and I'm like, no, don't see him. <laughs> Please no. Two point five on IMDb. I know I'm gonna end up watching that movie. Well I know I am. There's 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 some morbid curiosity has kind of bubbled up to the that surface. Gets me so in so much trouble though. Oh yeah. It's it, it so should. much trouble. I mean oh. fuck. Tom and I survived Deep Blue Sea two and we made a gentleman's agreement uh, Friday night that we will not watch three. <laughs> I don't know. Because he, are- he saw the he saw the very end of it and he said, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I never did finish talking about that. Yeah, they came over. We didn't watch we ended up not watching heavy metal and just shot the shit shot the shit. Watched music videos. We were introducing Rob to because Tom watches some AEW. Really? And, and uh so we introduced him to like the MJF promo from Wednesday. The oh, uh yeah. the cinematic uh let me list the accomplishments. Four-time All-State champion. Leader of the ten, the, uh, ten or two in the Acafellas. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. Yes, he got so many chicks. Like, it was crazy, bro. <laughs> I don't think I saw that. No? No. Yeah, MJF did not do a live promo. No, I remember they you said something. cinematic about, thing. You texted me something about the cinematic. It's, and- it was Fucking phenomenal, dude! I've watched it like three times. <laughs> okay, I did. I did watch the punk, the punk one where he came out to MJF oh. music, and he was roundly booed by the he, very uh, partisan I for crowd. Sure, we were going to hear stories about him getting lynched. <laughs> that is a good mark of a good. And he's that's, supposed that's, to be the face. <laughs> But not in the bad guy's hometown. Yeah, it's so weird. Where it's so weird. It's um, so weird. 
But that's this, therein lies the difference between WWE and AEW. Because <laughs> even though, even though MJF is a, a represent, reprehensible heel, in his hometown, he's roundly loved. No. But his, Long his, Island, he's salt of the earth. Well, That's right out the video, man. I think that's how it ends. Well, here, okay. I don't know if you're aware of the battle that MGF is having with his parents in kayfabe. I saw, I saw the one tweet, one tweet that I wanted to bring up, and now I can't even remember what it was, but I know it was a tweet from his mom. Oh, yep. when he what my when my son wasn't an asshole, it was like it was a third a, grade picture. Yes, that was the one I was thinking. <laughs> of. So he he has these Twitter battles with his parents because so there and but it's. He's in character. They're basically in character as well. That's, That's awesome. Fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Get your family involved. Well, we've we've seen it. We we've seen it happen, and, and it happens in AEW already. Yes. Chuck's mom. Yes. The crowd erupted. I think bigger for when her when she drove up in the van than when Trent got out. Sure. <laughs> that. That that should make Trent very sad. That Chuck's <laughs> mom is more. Sorry, over. Trent's mom. Sorry, it was Trent's mom. Sorry, I, Trent's I, mom. Yes, oh, Trent lives right. in Long Island. Trent's the one who went away because he had neck surgery. Yes, um, but, and he's in, man. Is he ripped now? Well, yeah, because everybody that comes back gets on the gas to get back into <laughs> ring shape. Yeah, he's he he's chiseled and he shaved off his hair. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so there, there's that's that's how you do it. <laughs> Get neck surgery, get on the gas, <laughs> take a year off, come back, jack to but the gills. But we even see like mom stories in the past. Right. Oh, Whether you Judy, like them or not, Judy Bagwell. Judy Bagwell. Who just passed away. Yeah. Um, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, who else? Oh, maybe that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Linda well, McMahon. Linda sorta. McMahon. That's kind of. Uh, <laughs> kind of, sort of. Kind of sort. I'm just like the Steiner brothers. Did they get their mom involved? No, no. But that was Judy Bagwell. Yeah, because I'm. I was thinking of, uh, Buff with Pump, yeah. Pop, Big Papa Pump. So yeah. that's that's where I was thinking. Like, is that Steiner's mom? No, Steiner's yeah. mom's probably more jacked. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. The mom angle hasn't been done a whole lot. Well, but enough. it works. It's but been it done works. enough. Yes. So probably just enough. Yes. yes. Because the, when somebody. Inevitably, it's like, hey, this is a good idea. And they fucking drive it into the ground. And then they powerbomb a mom through a table. Yes. And, yeah. And the mom is not Mae Young. Yeah. So that came up in the dangerous things because one of the powerbombs was Mae Young through. Uh, she was so protected, though. Yeah. Bubba made sure, like, there was no part of Mae Young touched anything but his legs. His legs. So. I figured. But that came up as one of the list because oh, yeah, she was like, like 70 at the, the time. The visuals of it was like, no, what are you doing? You're going to kill that old lady. <laughs> but when it comes to find out, when you listen to to Bubba talk, fucking May slapped him. Oh, yeah? For protecting him. For, to, oh, to, for protecting her too much. <laughs> he made her look weak. Oh, and damn. And May was pissed. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, tough old bride. Tough that's old. awesome. She was legit. <laughs> Tough old broad, and she like she felt Bubba protected her too much, and that she was going to look weak in front of the boys. 
Oh, damn. And they were going to make fun of her for it. Oh, and she was that's like, awesome. She was not having any of that. So, oh, that's that's fantastic. I know. There's stuff like that. It's like, oh, I love old-timey wrestlers. I did uh, uh, watch an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went through and saw what episodes are there. I, there's a bunch that I'm, I know I'm, I'm not going to watch. I'm just yeah. not. I don't need to know that. Did you watch, I already know. Did you watch the episode with uh, C.K. Savage in it? Which episode had C.K. Savage in it? That's the Northern Death Tour one. Then No, I haven't, yeah, got, I haven't got to that one yet. No, what one did I watch? <laughs> I can't even remember. Oh, Macho. Oh, okay. I watched the story of Macho Man. Macho Man and Elizabeth. Oof. Yeah. That must that'd be something. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how much, how short of a time frame everything spiraled for Elizabeth. In my mind, it happened over a much longer period of time. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, it wasn't. It was a very short period of time, like within a few years kind of thing. Yeah. She says so she hooked up with Lex. Yeah. And it was just a fucking downward spiral, like he said. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, well, that's the wrestling biz. I I didn't say everything about the old time wrestling was good. <laughs> well, we know for a fact that it's not. I've yeah. heard enough other stories oh. to corroborate that. Yeah. Um, I will watch the Benoit ones. Yeah. I'm, even though I feel like I probably know enough of that story, I feel I will watch that one. Um, this It's Benoit. He was one of my favorites. And they are starting to bring his stuff back into the library again. There's, I I knew the Benoit stuff was fine from some of the TikToks I've seen. Oh, really? There's one where it shows a, a it's it's a clipped one, shows this girl with a golf club walking into a room and smashing a TV, and it cuts over to this one guy and he's kind of looking at her, and it, like it's duetted where there's like the other guy reacting to it. Right. So the guy's sitting there looking at it. All of a sudden, the Benoit theme music plays. And the guy reacting to it realizes what the music is. You're like, oh. I don't know if I remember Benoit's theme. Uh, I'd have to. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I know that one. Yeah. But it, the, apparently his videos are starting to get a little bit more. His matches are starting to get a little bit more play. Well, like you go on Twitch. Um. There's a lot of guys doing the like the streaming of the older right older stuff, um, like there's Benoit all over it. Because I would well yeah because it's the forbidden fruit right. Because yeah. uh, a part of me would I think I'd like to go back and and watch his uh, series with Booker T. Yeah, the Booker T TV title, the yeah. best of seven. That was that was some pretty great work. But there was one match. In the Fed, that I wanted to watch, I can't remember what it was now, but I it it, it came to mind. There was a match, um, Benoit versus Angle at WrestleMania, where they just oh in a cage. I don't think it was in a cage. Did yes, it? because Angle did a moonsault off the top of the cage, and Benoit did the swan dive. Both of them did the, hit their big dive off the top of the cage. Hmm. That's what brought it to mind because it came up on one of my videos that I watched. Okay. Okay. Chris Benoit theme. Yeah, I don't. 
Oh shit! Okay. Now you know it. That yes. That yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. As soon as that riff hits, yes. Okay. That's that's what they're reacting. To. Yeah. So you knew someone who was getting stretched out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the very, very best thing. Hopefully, that's just yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Considering. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have been taking steps just looking at older stuff again. Yep. Starting to get just get that little bit of a an older taste. You know, watch the Cornet promo. <laughs> Can't go wrong watching Cornet. You know, promos on. Uh, and the, uh, the, the the promo where the, the, the out of the words, we are the four horsemen, like yeah. Arn and Tully. <laughs> you know, back See, in that day. If you knew they had something when, as a heel stable, you still had people coming to shows dressed up in suit, like young guys dressed up in suits, doing the four horsemen symbol. That's how you knew that stable was over. As a heel group, they were over like gangbusters. Yeah. So. And to see a really young-faced Tony Schiavone. Yeah. And you can't really have... A four horsemen without a dusty roads to be the foil. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You you can't have a stable that does not have that one opponent. Right. That one opponent that you you're constantly manipulating. Son of and, a plumber. But but who's always seems to get the best of you when you when when they need to kind right. of thing. Right. Yes, that is key. See, that's that's where the WWE with their fifty fifty booking just doesn't work. Yeah. Well, right now, they're not a lot of their stuff is working, but nope. they're not giving anything time to marinate. Well, they they don't have to. They're they're already paid. Like the WWE does not. Book. Well, yeah, they, that two billion dollar deal with Peacock or whatever. Right. It was. Right. Yeah. Like, well, Peacock USA Network and who's the other one? Fox. Those are all billion dollar deals. Yeah. So WWE does not have to worry about trying to sell a pay-per-view or try to fill arenas for house shows like they're already paid. They're already That's paid. crazy. Yeah. They don't have so to. So crazy to think it, think of it that way. Yep. But it also explains a lot why. But it doesn't explain. It does not explain why Vince won't let. If you can't catch fire in two weeks, you're done. That's well, what seems to be working. But that's that, how that's, or seems to be how they're operating right now. I I don't get it. Like I said, they're they're not giving giving it the time, right? And the fact that like I said they've pretty much fired everybody from Triple H's NXT. Yeah. Even fired though, or let them let them leave. Yeah, and to to look at how 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 negatively impacted or. The, the brand change has affected NXT. Yeah. And they don't care. They do not care. Yeah. Gargano leaving was, was pretty big. Johnny Gargano has been, well, Johnny Wrestling before that, but he, but they were, they were Mr. NXT. Like, yeah. He, he, he lived that brand. Sure. And then as soon as they switched it, yeah. He, he seemed to get shuffled and, and his contract ran out, yeah. and he actually left. Didn't, why would he stay? 
Obviously, yeah. Why? 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 There, there's no reason for him to stay. I He's went, not going to change anything. I only saw some of some of his earlier stuff, like uh, his him and Ch- Champa yeah. tag team, and a little bit of his solo stuff after that. But I liked what I saw, like him yeah. him in the two hundred five the, or the cruiserweight classic tournament. Right there, that's why. Why he's too small for Vince. Ah, okay. That's there's a picture found it on Reddit, and it goes. This is the exact minute moment Vince decided uh, Champa and Gargano will never get close to the main roster. It's a picture of Gargano and Champa talking to Cesaro and Sheamus, and they're like half a foot shorter than oh. both of them. And it was that that right there is why they never came up out of NXT. Wow. That's sad. They're, they're too small for the WWE. That's that's kind of sad. But it's not it's that comes down to what type of wrestling do you enjoy? You know? And there I there are a lot of fans that do like what they're getting. WWE was always the land of the giants. That's true. Always that true. Like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels doing what they did, that makes them outliers in in, in that scenario. Especially Shawn Michaels, who was smaller than Bret Hart. Yeah. So when you have that that idea of what you think a wrestler should be that Vince has, and you don't automatically fit that that mold you're not making it that's why those guys are getting two week pushes and getting them short circuited because they don't fit that mold that's why shinsuke nakamura is he might be leaving might be leaving that would probably be the best thing you hear about that right oh probably the tweet he put out a tweet that said goodbye, my friends, or something. Oh, and then okay. deleted it right after. Yeah, somebody goes, um, don't do that. So, so, so but they're, they're, but they're wondering is they, he might he might not have meant it like he's done, like he's leaving. They said he might have meant it like saying goodbye to Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. Well, that's possible. But because there was no context to it, people would read it the other way. So right, that's right. why he deleted it. But they still haven't said what the hell happened there. No. No, I, I, it's one of those, one of those mysteries that will remain unsolved for a long time. Uh, you look at <clears throat> uh, who's that? The new, the new guy in NXT, Steiner's son. Oh, Braun Breaker. Yeah, that dude fits. Yeah. the mold. Who oh, does he ever? <laughs> so you, you once he He's gets a big slab of beef from what yeah, I saw. When, once he gets a little more polish on him, then he goes up to the main roster. Oh, you talk about talking about slides, slabs of beef. They had the dynamite tournament, the diamond ring tournament, yep, yep. Or, uh, or not tournament, uh, battle royal. And at one point, you had that powerhouse Hobbs, big and cat Wardlow, <laughs> <laughs> and they took turns doing the shoulder tackle. You know, yeah, yeah. but it just sounded like just taking two sides of beef, hanging in a freezer, and just throwing them against each other. <laughs> Beautiful. It's like, that's all you could hear. It didn't matter what anybody else was doing in the ring, in the corners or whatever. Well, just All you heard was. 
Good. That's what you're supposed to do. Listen, two big, two big beefy dudes running into each other. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, what little of work I've seen from either of them, I don't know how good they are in the ring. I haven't seen enough from either one to know. I've only seen like one or two matches of each. Hobbs, still green. They're just green. They just need time. Okay. And like I said, they're what the way they're being used right now is perfect perfect for them. they're protected they're, they don't get exposed and they they stay on tv we're gonna be seeing hobbs thrown around this young dante martin guy Absolutely. now so because of their storyline like and longer. they should because hobbs is like three yeah. of him yeah so he should be tossing around i don't care if he's flippy doing can bounce around like a rubber ball right. hobbs should eventually just start bouncing him like yeah. a basketball well see dante martin's got himself painted into a corner because team Taz is pissed at him and MJF is MJF's crew doesn't accept him. Well, no, they don't want to accept him. He's that's his opponent, MJF and Dante Martin for no, the diamond ring. But Dante Martin was supposed to be a member of team Taz. Right. Right. Dante Martin dumped out Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks. Yes. Turned on team Taz. Right. Because if you look, if you watch the end of that, MJF paid Dante Martin to double cross. Oh, I didn't catch that part. You just had to look at the body language that they they were. Because why would MJF go over and shake Dante Martin's hand? Okay. You're right. That definitely didn't fit the MJF character. It was very subtle. And you, as as a viewer, had to fill. You had to connect those dots. If I go back and look, do you think I'm going to see something in the hand? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, I want to check that you, out. Because you'll see, you'll see Dante Martin get the, oh, fuck, what have I done? Look in his eyes. And then MJF gets super happy and then shakes his hands, then fucks off. Ricky Starks rolls back into the ring and Team Taz start, starts beating the shit out of Dante Martin. Right. Dante Martin... Yeah. And that's when MJF did, uh, should I go back and help him? Right. And then he goes back up and he jumps on him. Right. <laughs> right. So the Wiley vet outthought the baby face. Yeah. I didn't even, I, I, I'm going to go back. I will go back and look at that. Yep. When you, when, so you, when, you, when you look at it through the context I, I just gave you, you'll go, oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, because I like I was watching. I was going, "Oh fuck, MJF paid him. MJF paid him. He probably MJF probably paid him a long time ago to set this up through Leo Rush." Yeah, Leo Rush is is Dante. He's going to be working with Don, with Dante Martin. Yep, he left. He supposedly left Leo Rush to go to Team Taz, but they were probably playing him for the money. Yep, Leo Rush probably got a cut probably. from what I hear of this Leo Rush character. That sounds like something he would do. Probably that's poss- that's a possibility. <laughs> I'm just not sure because he's really fast, flippy do, and so I don't like his ring style, Leo Rush. Yeah, and he had his he has a move. I don't know. If, I'm assuming it's his finisher because if it's not, then what the fuck? But it's a dangerous move to begin with because Damn. it's a twisting vertebraker. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. Like don't, I, I don't. was never a fan of the vertebraker. The first time I saw it, I thought it was cool, and then I realized, wait a minute, no, that can go wrong so easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do, don't, don't, don't do stuff like that. When when it involves your neck and back and or back and 
you're talking about breaking vertebrae. Don't, don't do, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't, just don't. Just don't. Just, just, just don't. Yeah, when Tom and Rob were over, uh, Tom brought up uh, a highlight reel of uh, Darby Allen. Oh, there's another unsafe worker. And the, you're just lucky that dude only weighs 150 pounds. Yes, but his coffin drop. Right. And he's done it so many times, unexposed onto the apron. Yeah. Like, that's trying to break his spine in half. Yes. Because we all know. The apron is the hardest part of the ring. Right. Yes. And it's worse than getting kicked in a taint with a cold boot. <laughs> Game over, man. Ah! Game over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. Still here? <laughs> it's still recording. Go home. What's that? Come back now. You're still on. They are? Yeah. They are still on. Oh, yeah. Why, are you cool. done? Yeah, I'm good. You're good? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah.